oh, my party is the party of fascism. That's funny because it's not my party that weaponized the DOJ to go after parents for voicing their opinions at school board meetings, which is exactly where they're supposed to do it. It's not my party that denied the results of an election, then used a fake document to try to unseat a duly elected president. It's not my party that weaponized the DOJ to raid the home of a former president for the first time ever for something that, according to the Presidential Records Act, is nothing more than a civil case. It's not my party that's bringing indictments against the number one political candidate and the person currently leading in every single poll in the United States, not only just against the Republicans, but in the general election against Biden. It's not my party that's trying to use powers granted in the time of war to take away your gas stoves and gas heaters and make you go full electric when they told us they weren't going to do that. Keeping in mind that the Inflation Reduction Act has wording to shut down your electric vehicle for anything they want. And you don't think they'll do that to your electrically run home? See, it's not my party that thinks it's wrong to uh, separate parents from children at the border when they can't even prove that they're kids. But it's okay to separate parents from children in California if they don't go along with some radical ideology to transition your children and to give them puberty blockers or to misgender them. Or to remove your children from your home in New York in the time of a pandemic when they should be with their family the most when they got it so wrong the first time. See, it's not my party that worked with social media giants to censor free speech as ruled on by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals to go against political opponents and foes and descending voices and opposition voices and censor information on the internet. It's not my party in Oregon that's trying to take away your guns, including hunting weapons, which is a violation of the Second Amendment, which they said they weren't going to do. It's not my party in New Mexico that thinks that she could declare a state of emergency and then all of a sudden have the powers to supersede the Constitution of the United States like a dictator. It's not my party that pushed emergency use authorizations all across this country to shut down your businesses, shut down your schools, shut down your ability to see your dying family in hospitals or go to their funerals or have holidays and birthday parties and congregate when they did that exact thing when they told you not to. It's not my party that's trying to take the elections of our country and put them under the rule of the federal government, which is a slap in the face to our Constitution and founding fathers that felt that the federal government should have a very limited role in your life in the United States. It's not my government going after First Amendment rights and Second Amendment rights and saying the Constitution is a relic that shouldn't be used anymore. It's not my party that is silencing people on campuses that are state-funded, that if they disagree with you, not only are they shouting you down, they're going to meet you with violence so that you can't speak. It's not my party defunding the police, but yet we're called the fascist ones. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a little fiery. I like it. We'll get started on that one quite early. Go, welcome back, everybody, and happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. Hopefully, we'll get this all out in time, and everybody will be able to celebrate the New Year. I'm Tommy. I'm Bear, and we are the Unrefined Guys. Two guys who know a little bit about a whole lot of things, don't know a whole lot about one particular topic. I'm blaming you for that whole clip. Okay, that was all you. I love it though. I do too. And here's the best part. It wasn't one particular party. No, he didn't say which party, did he? Nope. <laughs> what makes a unique episode unrestrained? The fact that we can say whatever the hell we want. Why did you censor yourself? <laughs> I 
Don't know. Okay, just check it. <laughs> well, we you hear the giggling in the background. <laughs> it's not normal that um, you would hear that. You hear a child in the background. If he falls forward just enough, we'll all laugh and everybody will wonder why. Hopefully we'll get some pictures. If the show pauses, Uh, it's because we have to go to the emergency room. No, we don't. She can take it. Oh, okay. We've got an episode to film. Yeah, that's true. Um, So let's start out first and foremost. Unrestrained. Well, this is what the Tuggers, the official Tuggers. You know, I I had somebody come to me and say, how can I become a Tugger? I said, do you listen to the show? And they said, yeah. I said, do you like the show? They said, yeah. I said, Welcome aboard. You're a tugger. You're a tugger. Right. Well, be official. Well, well, how you have can, to. How, well, that tugger thing that you guys talk about all the time. I said, well, well then that, part, that part, I'm glad you asked. You need to go to patron.podbean.com forward slash unrestrained. You can become an official tugger. And for we have three tiers. Three tiers. We have a $10, a $10 membership that gets you everything. <laughs> Then we get, why are you, he's like mocking the word asshole. The second tier is a $5 tier. I wasn't talking to you. I know. I think he's throwing signs at his sister. He was like gang signs, right? And then we're going to find out later they're deaf. Um, That's not funny. Not funny. The the second tier is the $5 tier. The first tier, and this this is the economy friendly tier. It's the Joe Biden tier. It's the Sarah McLaughlin tier. Okay. Okay. For just $2.50 a month, you can support the unrestrained or the unrefined guys and you'll get access to episodes. And you might even be on one. You could even be on one like the unrestrained version that we are on right now. Starting off, we've got a couple of official tuggers with us today. We're going to start off first and foremost with somebody who's been with us a few times before. Starting off to your right. Yep. We have Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl, welcome. Mama. Hello. What what the hell's going on here? Did you break it? Who broke I, it? I didn't touch it. It's all over the place, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I didn't touch it. She didn't touch it. Nobody touched it. It's all over the place. If it's going to be touched, it'll be Mary. Cheryl's with us. Cheryl, welcome aboard. Hello. Good to be here. Welcome to our unrestrained version. Next to um, Cheryl, we've got, yeah, she's she's a tugger, but she's a tugger by Mrs. association. Yeah. It's Mrs. Bear, Miss Karen. Bear. Welcome. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. Look at this. She's trying to be all, I'm fine. No, she talks. She really does. She's being restrained. Why would you be restrained on an unrestrained version? We're waiting for the opening. Yeah. The opening already happened. Y'all are missing it. (laughs) Next to her, as we've heard, is Mary. She's always got an opinion. And she's an asshole. And she can be an asshole sometimes. She's not supposed... Hey, that's my daughter you're talking about. (laughs) I don't care. She's still an asshole. Then we won't say the words you've called her. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, yes. Hey, I'm fine. I'm sticking up for you. I'm sticking up for you. You're fine. On the line, we've got Earl. Earl, What's you with up? us? Earl. Are you there? There he is. Earl. Hi, uh... my name is Earl. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Earl. Earl. Hi. <laughs> that was good. I like that. That was beautiful. You'd think we, we uh, for the record, this is just like any other episode. We have not <laughs> rehearsed anything. Goodness. I've heard him rehearse that one a couple of times. I'm telling you right now, that smelled like sewer. Oh, oh I guess it did. I'm glad I'm on the line. You, you are definitely. Uh, yeah, you're, you're fortunate for that. He has to and, get a new wind guard for his microphone. Everybody over there, everybody can hear the little guy in the background. That's the grandson. Hey. Thank you. It's, it's really cute. That's going to last for a second. Oh, it's, it, I did it again. 
Anyway, I'm so glad you you're sitting over there. I can't even stand it. I sat here too close to the button, right? She just wants All right. to this is my, punished. This is the way I try to keep her from touching the pretty lights. <laughs> you're right? doing a good job. <laughs> See, the last time Mary sat next to the board, she touched a bunch of shit, screwed things up. We had to fix it. <laughs> I'm probably being a little bit hyperbolic. But we said you can't sit next to the board anymore because you're distracted. <laughs> so she hasn't in the meantime. And then today she moved. She's sitting by the board. And I said, this is a bad idea. <laughs> I didn't eat anything that smelled like this, though. I promise. <laughs> All right. So this is the very first unrestrained. It is. Of it's official yeah. of the year. Yeah. And I don't know what you think. Like, we haven't talked about it. But I'm wondering if maybe do we do what we did with the last unrestrained and cut it? Let them listen to a little bit. Or do we say, all right, you, hey, know, you know what? what? It's 2020. Since we have a couple of tuggers here, right. why don't we ask them? What do you guys think? I say the teaser. You want, us, you want us to cut it somewhere and only give them a little bit? Or do you want us to just put it out there and go, for just $2.50 a month? <laughs> or 5 or 10 whichever. You can have access it. to. What's that? I think you tease it. He wants I it. See. Yeah, I think you tease uh, it. Majority rule. Yep. I yeah. think we lost. We're doing. I mean, it like, I'm paying good money for this. Absolutely. I got to get my money's worth. You absolutely. I'm with you, Earl. I'm with you, Earl. Exactly. Yeah. Here's the greatest part. This <laughs> is like this is like Elon. Yeah. Elon puts out a a, a, a poll, and the majority takes it. We you can run this. Comparing yourself to Elon Musk. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. He was. I was not. Right. You, I you, wasn't. You nodded your head. I did. In the affirmative. I did. You know why? Because someday when we grow up, we will be nowhere near Elon. <laughs> <laughs> we can be his chauffeur. Yeah, only, only if we're yeah. lucky. Karen, I couldn't. I've got the credentials. I can do it. Karen, yeah. I, I couldn't be his official toilet paper fetcher. Okay. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. That's just the truth. That's just the truth. Why did we decide to go this way today? Well, because we wanted to kick off the new year the right way. Yes. Yes. Um, the, we, we've done some episodes in the past where we drank a bunch. Didn't work out well in our favor. It was fun. But it was fun. We had a blast. You guys had fun. I, our, the numbers told a different story. Sorry. No, sorry. Don't, be a, don't be sorry. We had a fun time. They were, no, yeah. We're not doing this for anybody but us. Bear and I well, are like, Earl. Well, well, and Earl, and, Earl. and you, and Cheryl, <laughs> and, and all of our other official tuggers, we're doing it for them. Um, but in the in the reality is, is, you know, once in a while, we just got to cut loose a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of cutting loose. And you started it with that clip? Yes. Well, that's what we're Yeah, that was a pretty heavy clip. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that was a heavy clip. So if you do the numbers real quick, there's there's three men okay. and three women. So yes. we have, now we have a Is good, this a quorum? Can you let me finish? No. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, we have an equal number of people, uh, you know, of each sex. So we wanted to, we played Gender. that clip. <clears throat> anyway, again, will you let me finish? Shut I can't the... believe you just sexted me. I didn't, I, 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 didn't, I didn't say you were a dude. I didn't say you were a girl. So anyway. Are you assuming my sex? <laughs> I was saying Mary was a dude. Anyway, um, Mary had a little. Di- oh, <laughs> I wanted. To I'm get- pretty sure my husband has something else to say about that. Let let Bear finish, Would please. You getting frustrated. <laughs> anyway, I was wanting to see with that clip of what everybody's point of view was on that. What was said. That's why we have 
what we have okay. here for the evening. We have a split audience. Yes. Yes. Makes sense. So we're not biased. You know, we're not the white privileged racist men, white men. You know, so we have women here, too, that might have a different opinion of what was said. Don't forget middle-aged. Ouch. You guys are a pain in the ass. (laughs) Can you just let me go? Aren't you glad you invited them? No. Actually, I'm not. (laughs) And this is unrestrained. (laughs) Anyway, so what do you think of that clip, Earl? Who was that, first of all? It's a guy on TikTok. He's a... I have to look up his name, but he's just an angry dad, really, is what he is. I, I think that speaks for, like, America. Yes. Like, we're all sick of the politicians. It doesn't matter what side they're on. And he's 100% right. Like, they just assume all these things and vote for them or make us do them. Right. And none of us are like, we're all like, where, what? What is this? I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Bandbeard4 is what his, his uh, TikTok handle is. At the Bandbeard4. If I could put on a bumper sticker, four. I would. That was a <laughs> lot to put on. That'd be a huge bumper sticker. <laughs> well, you got his big bumper. That would be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working out, though, trying to get it to be a little smaller. <laughs> anyway. But no, I, my opinion on it was <clears throat> he's right. They're talking about how the right-leaning people are the ones that they're blaming for this they're we're, you know they're saying we're racist we're you know we're fascist and yet they're doing all these things showing that who's the real fascists you know so i was wanting to get everybody's opinion on that on what he said if you have anything you remember what was clinton played in that clip i chime up i actually i agree with earl i was um as it was playing i was asking you guys who is this who is this because Whoever it was, I was willing to vote for that person. <laughs> yeah, he's right? not a politician. He's just an angry American. Right, right. which I which feel is like is the majority of us right now. Yeah, we're all angry Americans. We're just we're we're fed up, and as well, you guys have so eloquently pointed out, we're getting it from all angles. Right, like there there is not a part of our society that we aren't being targeted or attacked or belittled belittled or yeah thought for mm-hmm. instead of thought of yeah, yeah i i was ready to vote for whoever that was that's why i was trying <laughs> to figure out who it was <laughs> well you know like you said is they're the saying our opposition. party is the one that has done this and you know it just the the double standards that they put out there yes. the media and everybody you know it's, it's got to be frustrating for everybody. I know it is for me. Well, and I feel, me personally, I feel like it's both parties doing it to each other. Oh, no, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, w- I would like to totally clear out D.C., clear out Congress, all of it, but um, we're never going to be able to do that because we're never going to get anybody new running that we can Right. Get. Here's the problem. None of us with common sense want to be in those positions. <laughs> no, anybody smart doesn't want to be there. That's well, true. wasn't it? Like last week or something, you guys were talking about how when somebody goes in and they're kind of like middle of the road yeah. and they're and they're going to go in and kick butt within one half of their term, they've already like. I, I think it's rolled. the orientation, if you will, want to call it that. Okay. When they sit them down there, and say, "Look, buddy, 
this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, do you like your family? Yeah. So right. They they, yeah. they they buy them right then. Do you like your head intact? Yeah. Right. No, yeah. No. This is how the game's really played when you get here, and they get. They get the talking to. What's your goal? Sure. Do you want to be yeah. rich? Because yeah. if you play the game right, you know, stuff right. like that. Yeah, do you want to be elected more than once? And unfortunately, none of us are willing to play that game. No, no none of us real Americans. Right. You know? I think that it takes a special type of, of individual to move into the political realm. And the unfortunate side of that particular persona is... The ability to bend. Um, you look at the likes of Thomas Massey from Kentucky, who still to this day does many things trying to challenge the establishment. But at the end of the day, he's one person. So one person or two or five or ten people can, for instance, you've got the Freedom Caucus. That's what, 21, I believe? 20, 21. 21 yeah. folks that sit in the Freedom Caucus that they really say, fuck you to the establishment. Mm-hmm. But is 21 people really going to make that difference? So they can, they can play that role to their constituency. And, and I don't think they're playing a role per se. Right. Uh, some of them probably are, but... They know that, well, we can make all the stink and we can be the, the quote-unquote rights squad because anything we do with, with little exception is going to make a big impression or big deal where everything else can get passed. So we can, we can cater to our constituency and everybody else can just make things happen. The reality is, is the people that get into politics by nature have to be pretty A-type personality. Because you're going to get bit, you're going to get kicked a lot, and you've got to be able to just let that go. Because how do you how do you cater to a narcissist? Stroke their ego. Yeah, or ignore them. It, well, yeah. So that's <laughs> going to ignore them. They go away. I unfortunately, mean, Nancy Pelosi's still around. She's not as powerful as she once was. Correct. Correct. I think narcissism is a huge part of. It's another Being mental. Poly- yeah. It's another oh, yeah. mental illness that needs to be handled. Well, but I think that it's most of the personality traits of politicians. Oh yeah, you have to be a narcissist. Yeah, to, to want you have to, to do be that. on that spectrum because it is a spectrum, just like because autism, damn near everything it, it, else. Right. If you go down the the list, like if you go and talk to law enforcement officers, they have no aspirations to not all of them. I should rephrase that have no aspirations of being in the political realm because they're there to serve the people. Right. Where the politicians really don't give a fuck about the people. Right. Oh, you can tell that. And for the record, there are some of those, as you, I'm glad you, you added that little caveat, because there are some in that field that have nothing better than to aspire to get to that political point because maybe initially when they get to that point of, am I going to cross that line? They probably do it with the right intentions. But a, to, to many people who get a taste of power, and I hate to use that terminology, but there are people who once they get that taste, it, it, it awakens a monster, unfortunately. Not all of them. I know many people who got to, quote unquote, top positions who handled it very well, but I also know the opposite. And unfortunately, I know more of the opposite than I do. Uh, the other, and 
the thing about getting to a position where you answer to nobody, and, and people say, well, the politicians answer to the people. No, they don't. No. Look at how much Nancy Pelosi has, has screwed things up. Look at how much Adam Schiff from California has screwed things up. Look at how much all these people in D.C., in your state houses, you know, at your local levels have screwed up. The problem with us is voters, and it's, it's everywhere. We have a very short memory span. Oh yeah, we have a very that's the sad part. Fan. So I mean, when, what you're saying is it's really up to us to change what's going on in DC. Wow, you know, Bear and I say <laughs> it all the time. Bear and I say it all the time. We can't do anything as individuals, but when we work together, and if everybody could stand up and say, "I'm tired of it," yeah, we could make a difference. I. Th- We've got to become louder than that very small group of people that is running it because they are catering to that extreme right or, and even the extreme left because the left has their extremists too. Correct. And they cater to those because they're the loudest. You always hear yes. you know, the squeakiest wheel gets, you know. We've got to, I think the silent majority is beginning to. We're not so silent anymore. We're not as silent as we used to be, but I think we need to be louder. Oh, yeah. We need to be louder, and they need to know how we're going to vote and why we're going to vote that way. Yeah. You know? And and I am definitely not a one-policy voter anymore. Are you? Would you consider yourself one party? Are you one for one side or for other, or are you just for the best person for the job? Well... I am independent because that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be for the best person for the job. Right. Um, the last few years, that's been one party, one side. Um, well, let's face that, it. Before, before that, I actually voted for the other side most okay. of the time. All right. right. You know, and then I would have a very mixed ballot because there was a lot of both on different positions and stuff. That has changed, too. Okay. That has changed, too. Because I saw the direction, and I'm old enough that I do not want to live. So you've you've been through a few elections, oh, yes. and you've seen how things have gone. Yes. And so you, you're right now. How do you feel that? How do you see it going? Is it bad? Is it really bad? Is it? It's very bad. Have you ever seen it worse? No. No. Now I want to ask a very generic, generic, generic. Generic. I passed English. Um, Imagicated. Yeah. A very generic question. If if, if we were going to put your age in a category, would you be under 50, over 50, over 65? We'll just leave it there. Over 65. So you've you've seen a few of these elections. I have. And I've I've lived through Vietnam. I've lived through the civil rights. I've lived through all of that. And those were terrible times. They really were. And they were scary times. But I have never seen anything like it is what now. makes it different today than those times that you just mentioned because our country still stayed a democracy a republic i did not see it going to socialism you did not and see i that? feel like we're passing socialism going right into communism kind of seems that way yeah well, that's exactly what what they're doing in my opinion i is yeah they're 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 going right past go and not collecting two hundred dollars. You know they're they are pushing their communistic. Views oh, it's exactly what I feel like because I feel like they want us to have a dictator. 
Well, that's 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 one thing he said on there is they they the party that they're claiming is wanting a dictator. Yes, actually is pushing for a dictator right now to become a dictatorship. Well, and it's kind of and and what I find interesting and it's basically what he was saying too is like, look at all of the claims that are being made against our former president, yeah. and even some of the former people or other people in the house. All of those claims and charges are exactly the things they are doing and have been doing. Right. Absolutely. You know, and I get really mad when people can't see that. Well, that, that, as a, I mean, <laughs> I'm a few years younger than you. Um, <laughs> I would say that it scares me to see how far, how divided we are, how, oh, yeah, how much it's just scary to think of what could be, you know. Because I did not feel our country was this divided even during civil rights. Even during all the Vietnam conflict, I did. I did not feel that division that we have now. Like that—that's that carries some weight, in my opinion. Because if you didn't, if you thought it was more divided now than during the civil rights movement, oh, I do. Tells you that there was a division that happened a few years ago that has made it. Oh, it has. It has. I mean, we have just divided. I mean, our nation is right down the middle. Yeah, and it and it's definitely and even with the civil rights movement, I did not feel like we were all that divided with race. Wow. When did you see the race divisions? Now I get back in that civil rights time. There was a lot of that. Oh, there was a lot. Because I, I mean, I, I lived in the West. Too. Sure. I lived in West. I lived in Pueblo, and it was like we truly didn't feel it. Like, of course, you felt in the South. You would talk to my husband. Who who was born and raised in Virginia? You're going to hear a different story because he actually went to segregated schools. Mm, okay. I never went to a segregated school. Sure. Or isn't that right? They're it separated. is. Right. Great. Right. Mine were always. You know, we had them all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, in if Pueblo, I get that, that would right. be very difficult. Yeah. Whereas mine were always. You know, we never had that. Now, Earl, you live in a southern-ish locale. I think we can fair to say that. Would you Would you agree? Yeah, I'm in the South. So, how long have you been in that area? Um, I lived in I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, for nine years, and uh, now I'm in North Carolina. I've been here for about five years, and I'm from Colorado. Okay. Um, I was actually surprised when I moved down here that I felt like the Civil War were still kind of going on in some ways. Me too, and I moved to Virginia. <laughs> like, it's just weird because out west, um, like, it wasn't a thing. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. Like, you went to schools, and there was different races there. And there was a time in your life where you realized that there was different races. But then you were like, okay, it doesn't matter. We're all here doing our thing. I mean, I'm sure there's still racism there and there's still, you know, gangs. And I mean, you guys talk about how Pueblo was all the time. And, yes. and but yes. like <laughs> here, here it is, it is very clear that there are some places you don't go and there's some places that you can go depending on what color you are. And it, it goes for both ways. Um, but I would say that I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to say that the South is racist by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that they have a um, tendency or not 
maybe not a tendency. Maybe the history is just kind of intertwined in their living and yeah. in society so much that that's, that's what I was they're not say, they're that... not quite as accepting yeah. as it's more of a tradition. People out them. west are. I've been all over the country, and I will say that, that there are parts in the South that are still self-segregated. Let's put it that way, because they do it to themselves because, you know, it, let's face it, the, it's been abolished. You know, the, the segregation was abolished, but they still want to live in their neighborhoods and with their kind. And when I say they, I'm talking about everybody, not just colors. Quote, unquote, their, their kind. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Well, and that's even the same thing here in Denver. Like, we know, have it is. a huge population of uh, Asians that live all in one area. And, the, you know. Hispanics. And, yeah, yeah, Hispanics live over here and Middle Easterners live over here. That, that's still kind of a self. And it's just because you naturally gravitate towards people who can share your experiences and your values and beliefs it's a comfort thing yeah yeah exactly. yeah. yeah 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 i do feel like that kind of holds a lot of people back though Agreed. um because you'll you'll get into that mindset of this is my people or this is my race or this is my community mm. and not actually experience other people's um standards of living that you don't experience uh, every now and then you'll see like a, a family that is african-american that breaks out of that community and that lives in a community that's more diverse and you see them um progress or you see them succeed a lot faster than if they stayed in the segregated community that they were in right and I don't think it has anything to do with the opportunity. I think it has more to do with their mindset. Yes. As, so would as you, we move out of those areas, would you think that in a maybe in a small scale, when it comes to quote unquote racism, and I'm not saying by any stretch that racism doesn't exist, but that a lot of the segregation, if you will, that it exists not because one group opposes another and chases them to a you know a specific you hate to be stereotypical but back of the bus or you know separated restrooms or or whatever the case might be not because it you know one one group says to the other that's that's your place but more because they 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 gravitate to that because of comfort because hey there's two or three people already there so we're going to move to that place and suddenly that just becomes quote unquote the place for that particular well people. i'm gonna i'm gonna put it this way to you is you know i, I did some time in, in in county jail right i did a year so i will tell you the first thing when you walk in when you go into general population they automatically when i say they i'm talking about all people just segregate themselves to their colors to whatever their races may be it, it, it's automatic. It, right. it is. I think it's a natural process that humans go through. They want to be with their kind because it's more comfortable. Like Mary said earlier, it's a comfort thing. I don't think it's an economical thing or a sociological thing. It, it's just – but when you're in those positions, like Earl was kind of hinting at, is it? You, you, we all have the same privilege. It's not white privilege. It's not any kind of privilege. It, it, you have the same privilege as a United States – citizen as a human as a human yeah. to do better for yourself 
And, and what's funny is when you when the minorities do better for themselves, they are beat up by their own race for doing better. Yes. And I think that falls into that classism. It is. 100% because there's this this um, trope, if you will, that, you know, by and large, blacks are lower class. By and large, Hispanics are lower class. Or, or you know, depending on what part of the country or what part of the town or whatever it is that you're in, that's how that's going to be. Now, I'm in an interracial marriage. And so I... You and I grew up in a, in, a, in a town where we were the minority. Yeah. And so we see it from a different perspective. We do. So I, I like that you put it that everybody has that privilege. I really like that you kind of, you know, throw that out there. We are privileged yeah. in order to um, make it so that we can do for ourselves based on what we know and what we understand, where if we were to go to the south we would probably be shell-shocked by what earl has been living because we're not used to seeing that overall separation of people i've been in those cities mm-hmm. and in some rural areas in in the south and um it's funny because as a white person and you, you know you're there they're not racist towards you at all right they're very opening open-armed and and very loving and caring and it they kind of expect you to be the be the jerk you know to, so they expect the quote-unquote racism to come from you from an outsider from an outsider yeah what you, you, when you show them the respect and you treat them like the human beings that they are they're there's they're such nice people you know here's an amazing thing we took that clip at the very beginning of this show that was really generic when it talked about politics it was and where did we end up with that but we ended up in a race conversation yeah, yeah we did and a lot of people are probably there there's probably some who would listen and go how did we get here this is what has happened to us as a as a whole too many people are afraid to say oh well, i'm white i can't talk about that I, I, I shouldn't be talking about race because I don't understand it. I don't uh, bullshit. As a white person, I'm not allowed I to comment it. on the race. I can comment on it because I've seen it. I've experienced it. Do I, have I lived it? Not from that perspective. But how does that fit into that conversation? And I think it fits. I, in I would have to. Argue, I'd have to push back with you on a on a second there because we did live in racism. We did, but most people are going to look at us and go, "You didn't because you're white." Yeah, and white people can't experience racism. <laughs> That's bull. Now, you and I know that different. <laughs> uh, many, many white people who have grown up in, in you know, m- quote-unquote minority neighborhoods or minority towns, they're saying, oh, no, we experienced it. Right. But at the end of the day, when you look at where we're at today. That's just one of the topics correct. That we, we've oh, touched yeah. on. So there's a lot in that. <laughs> when clip. you look at where we're at today uh, on a political scale, and, and this guy... I think I listened to this six or seven times after you sent it to me because I was like, God, there's so much. When you look, when you look and, and let's not use the bullshit definitions that have been changed over the last few years or, or they keep changing or that keep changing. When you look at what is fascism and why does it get pointed at the Republican Party and the conservative movement in the United States? It's because of the first line in the original definition of fascism. It is a far right. Bing, that's all they that's need all to hear. hear. That's all they, need. That's all they needed to hear. Yeah. But if they really dug, it's an authoritarian, 
ultra-nationalist political ideology and movement characterized by, and this is gonna this is gonna ring true to a lot of people, a dictatorial leader. Hmm. Yeah. Where have I seen a dictatorial leader? Well, we've seen it in, in Hitler. Yeah. We saw it in Mussolini. Mussolini. Uh, Perez uh, in Venezuela. Right? And and there's um, more recently. Um, really uh, old guy. Biden. Obama. <laughs> Biden. Now, well, you can't call him a dictatorial, no, because he's he hasn't centralized the autocracy. I, I think he has. He has militarized the police force against anybody, anybody, any political opponent for sure, who is against them. Yes. What is the biggest threat to democracy today, according to Joe Biden? Hmm. MAGA Republicans. If you support Donald Trump, you are a MAGA Republican, and therefore you are the biggest threat to democracy. To democracy. Well, first and foremost, the the idiot forgets that we're not a democracy. We're not a democracy. We have been, we've been a constitutional republic since our our birth. birth yeah. Since. And you know, there's so much more about fascism. But somebody said it when we first started talking out about fascism, that everything that fascism stands for are things that we've experienced over the last three to five years. Especially the last three. Right. When the, the number one political opponent against the current sitting president is being indicted with 91 counts that could put him in prison for 700 plus years. Why is he there for doing the very thing that Biden is done? But he's there. Biden's DOJ has accused Trump of doing the very things that Trump that, that Biden himself is doing. Is doing. doing yeah. How can I, as one person, change that? Now, thank you. That has been my number one question about all of the topics that you guys hit on. Is okay. I'm just one person. Mm-hmm. I have a failed business, and I have a little part-time job, and I live in a suburb of Denver. Yeah. What can I do Pay other than vote? Pay attention. I mean, other that's, than vote. That, that's really all you can do. If you well, do and, that, and then you've done, you've done your duty. And very recently, like, I have always voted because of the people that died for my right to vote. As a woman, as just an American, I have always voted because people died for my right to do so. Yes. Up until very, very, very recently with the Proposition HH was the first time that I was like, well, there's no point in voting anymore. Because, oh, our, that, because our governor yeah, turned around say. and was like, well, you guys systematically voted against this. You spoke. You spoke. And I went, mm. Screw you. Fuck off. I'm going to do my own thing. And that's because of all the corruption we have in our government from every level. I was like, okay, well, so what do I do now? So for a quick quick education, just for our listeners who aren't in Colorado or familiar with the politics, there was an HH proposition. It's something to do with the There's a lot to do with it. In in a nutshell, there's an HH proposition on the ballot. By and large, the the voters voted against it. It was almost yes. a landslide. It was almost. I would say it was a landslide. It was like sixty 16, forty. Yeah. Okay, so it, it it gets soundly beaten. The governor calls a special session, uh, emergency session, session, an emergency session of the legislature. They come in and in four days, the Democrat 
controlled legislature basically changes the wording but doesn't change the context and passes the very thing that the voters had voted against. Now, that's not the first time the governor's done that. Back in when he first ran for governor, there was another uh, proposition on the ballot that the, go- the, the, the voters voted against. The drilling. Against fracking and drilling yeah. specifically. Yeah. The, the voters voted against the proposition. The governor was elected, called a special session, brought it in, and the legislator once again okay. overrode it. Now, I want to dig on this question that Mary brought is... I'm one person. What can I do? I hate to be so, and I'm not trying to to talk down on this, but if you think about that old uh, Aesop fable where the, the horse can't get the carrot out of the ground, the horse and the mule can't get the carrot out of the ground and the horse and the mule and the donkey can't get, or I mean the, the goat can't get the, the, the carrot out of the ground and it goes on and on. And a mouse shows up after four or five of them all trying to get it out. And the mouse says, I'm just one mouse. What can I do? I, if they can't do it, I surely can't. But sure enough, you get all of that power together and they all got together. They were able to get that carrot out of the ground. Now, that seems uh, very elementary, but I know I was guilty of it early on in my life that oh, I'm one person. My vote's not going to make a difference. I'm not going to vote. Just not doesn't matter because they're going to do what they want to do anyway. Cheryl had a great point earlier that <clears throat> our government caters to the loud minority. We're talking about populations of the of of the citizenry that make up two percent, two percent, yeah, and sometimes in some cases yeah. less than that, but they get all the attention because they're loud and they understand that most, excuse me, I got this indigestion <laughs> thing going, that most people aren't going to get out and vote because why, it doesn't matter. If we can get people to understand. That the only way that we can do our our diligence to do a, everything that we can within our power. So you're saying if, if Mary talks to one or two people, gets them talks you know talks to them about what how she feels, maybe she can change their point of view, <laughs> and then the numbers grow and grow and grow. Right? Yeah, it's exactly so like now that. we're the loud minority. It is starting to, and unfortunately, it's very, very slowly. It is slowly starting to change because think about this. If you would have said in 2016 to 2020, a majority of, of, of conservative Trump supporters wouldn't say it out loud. No. True. Because they knew they would be ridiculed ridiculed their yeah, family members would be oh, pissed yeah. off at them they'd lose friends they might lose their job yes what's happening today and, and listen i, I don't understand think there's a person at this table or on the phone that would say that they were a hundred percent trump supporter correct I, I think you're probably right you know but I know 100% of the people that are on the show right now would say they're not Biden supporters. I'm going to vote for anybody but Biden. <laughs> well, let's, let's be cautious. Yeah. Let's be cautious. Well, we do have a lot of listeners in Virginia and Maryland. We so, do. You know. 
All I can say is this, that, and, and, and I, I, I've heard this. I've heard this from some <laughs> listeners too. That hey, listen, you guys talk a lot about Trump. Well, Trump's the leader. He's the one that's running the polls right he now. Is. Okay, he's winning. Yeah, he is. If he is. is he my first choice? I no. think I've made it clear he no. is definitely not my first choice. But I'm also not stupid. And I understand that the way the numbers look right now, Trump looks to be running away with this thing. And I understand completely, with the exception of Nikki Haley, this is my own opinion. I just want to make this clear. With the exception of Nikki Haley, if whoever wins the, the Republican nomination today, We're I am yeah, voting for him. Yeah. Right. No, I'm with you. Unless it's Nikki Haley. I'm okay. not voting for her. I just can't. I understand that. I can't. <laughs> I will probably be the one that sits this one out. <laughs> but but Bear Bear was Bear was touched on something that I think is really important and, and it's something that politicians use a lot. Politicians care about two things votes and money. That's it. That's all. And the way politicians look at these things is if I can talk to twenty five people and I can convince five of those people to support me. Those five people are going to be the best people that I have because those five people are going to go out and they're going to talk to 25 people. And those out of that 25, five of them are going to do the same. And it's going to be it's going to be this explosion. And I believe strongly. And I think that most people who understand the, the basics of of politics understand that Biden didn't win because people voted for and liked Biden. Biden won somewhat because of some nefarious things, and I'm not saying you know it was. Be careful. I'm, yeah, I want to be cautious. Why are we being careful? That, Isn't this understood? It is, but but we also actual... don't want to get pulled off of any platforms either. No, I, th I think he, he won. I think he won because there was so many people out there that hated Trump. So That's much. exactly right. right. The actual votes that were cast for they did Biden, not, they right. didn't love, Trump. They didn't right. love Biden. They hated right. Trump. Trump. Yeah. yeah, they hated the mean. Tweets. Oh well, I'll well, tell you what. And see, that's, man. that's been my mantra. It's like, would, oh, gee, at least we don't have any mean tweets. I would love I mean, some mean tweets today. Right? Yeah, I would uh, love me some well, mean tweets today. Me too. So in the beginning, Bear was talking about you know having three men, three women having, on yeah. on. We have a diverse group right. for this particular episode. As a woman, I have been so frustrated over the last handful that i can even remember elections <laughs> handful <laughs> anything more than that's a waste i used to believe that but i don't anymore <laughs> handful of elections that so many of my fellow women were voting with their vaginas yeah. Exactly. That's, that's because, fascinating. Well, because, yeah, I mean, it's, it takes skill. I guess. <laughs> I know you guys can control the, a lot with those things. But the, <laughs> A lot. You would think. No, I know. Um, but yeah! every single election, the abortion thing would come up. The abortion thing would come up. The and you don't hear about it up. until the election. Right. And I've actually had who I thought at the time was a very intelligent woman be like, well, I... I don't want to vote this way because of abortion. And I'm like, excuse me, how, how, how is the rest of our country? It, like, it just didn't make sense to me because it only came up during the election season. Mm -hmm. Always. That was that's always the only the time it ever it's comes always, up. Only that's, the, and that's just, yeah. that's just women voting with their vaginas. Well, well it got overturned anyway. 
Well, and like they're that's... still using it. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, they just try, like, oh, come on. There's way more. And I get it. Like, as a woman, I, I absolutely support her choice, we, we, all of that, all of that. But Tommy I'm not going to vote with my lady parts. Yeah, right. Tommy and I have both caught heat for the, our stance on abortion because personally, we are against it. All right, but we also stand that ground of who am I to tell you what to do with your body? Well, right. that's kind of where I feel. So it's it's, like I it's pro-life, pro-choice kind of thing, and it's like you yes. can't be on both sides of the fence. It's like no, you're right, I can't. But this is how I honestly feel. If my wife was to come to me and say that she was pregnant. And uh, she wanted to terminate the, the, the pregnancy. I'd be like, hold on. Not, I'm not saying that she right. would. Not, like you would do everything in your power to talk me out of absolutely. it. Absolutely. I would try. If that were you. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's still ultimately your choice. Right. There, are, there are a handful of, of issues. And I, I, I use the term issues very loosely. That politicians, right, left, or wherever, hold, no, near, three, yeah. hold near and dear to their heart. That's abortion, immigration, Gun gun rights. And gun rights. <laughs> that was fun. You know what was fun? More fun than Phenomena. that was getting to listen to the whole episode. The whole thing. The whole unrestrained. It even gets better. It does. And you know how I know that? Because we were there. We were there. Yeah. And we don't stay as serious after that. No, like, we really like don't. We were pretty. We were pretty intense there for a while. Because we need to be. Well, we, we were real the whole time. Exactly. But we get real and fun after that. Yes, we do. Well, how in the hell does somebody get the opportunity to hear the rest of the story? Uh, well, we don't want to <laughs> steal Paul Harvey's line, but the rest of the episode. How would they do that? I would imagine that somebody who had any... Hey, I lost my... <laughs> you did my doohickey. You lost your condom. I just noticed that my windsock is gone. This is going to bother me. It's uh oh, it fell on the floor. Mary just put my windsock back on for me. I feel much better. So, if somebody wanted to listen to the rest of the episode, all they'd have to do is go to patron.podbean.com forward slash unrestrained and sign up for one of the tiers that we are on. Why do we push this so hard? Well, well, so we can stay on the air. A, so we can stay on the air. We can pro, uh, proceed with uh, other plans. We have got some amazing plans for 2024. Bear and I have been talking heavily. And, you know, we've said it. We're not hiding it. We want to go to video. Well, I'm going to say it right now. I invested some money you recently. And it's for video. You put so, you put a big chunk of money in. Yeah. Um, we both put a big chunk of money in to get started. Yes, um, and we were fine. We were good. And we realized that we could reach far more people Absolutely. if we hit the video mark. And the way that we're going to be able to do that is with listeners' help. So if you want to hear the rest of this episode and many of the other unrestrained episodes. And that's, as, that's the benefit of being that's one official of the many, yeah. Plus, you also get all episodes with the exception of the midweek tugs. Right. You get the episodes the day before everybody else gets them. Yep. So just think about this. You and your buddies all listen to the unrestrained or the unrefined guys. But you're an official tugger. You get that episode that he gets Monday. You get it Sunday afternoon or evening. Yeah, depending. You on get you. it Thursday morning. Morning. He doesn't get it till Friday. Morning. 
morning and you get to talk oh you should hear what these my yeah uh-huh. <laughs> you get to tease them and eventually kind of like what we're doing with you yeah, right now hopefully you shame them into becoming an official tugger as well so head on over to unrestrained i'm sorry see i'm all flabbergasted patron to patron <laughs> forward slash unrestrained become an official tugger help us continue this culture war that we have uh, yes. become warriors of yes um, I, I, I wear that with a badge of honor. I, you know, being early, a culture warrior. Earlier on, I thought, well, that's a bit, a bit hyperbolic. That's a bit. Yeah. What we're doing though, yeah, is we are fighting the well, culture. As you will hear if you go and you become a, a member, and you can hear the rest of this episode, and you will hear yeah. that you know you get to. We're talking about ways to change the culture yeah and to become more prepared and to become um because on this show like we pointed out at the beginning we had a broad range of ages and 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 genders we had an over 65 we had three ladies we had three guys um you and i didn't agree on everything which (laughs) that's the best part of this show is that we don't always agree nope and the little guy over here he never agrees. So yeah. that's even better. And he's got a voice. Boy, I'm telling you. He's going to be great on the podcast later on. We're going to get him on here. His mom's going to fight it. But we'll get him on the podcast when he's, you know, probably eight or ten. Yeah. We'll have him being a culture warrior, too. Yes. Head on over to patron.podbean.com forward slash unrestrained. Become an official tugger so that you don't get the zonk prize. And not get to listen. And listen, hey, uh, full disclosure. Let's make a deal over here. Barry and I were very adamant that we were going to give this, hey, here's the teaser. Here, You get to hear this whole episode. But the Tuggers that were on tonight. Yeah, they're the ones who voted on this. They decided, we got to pay for this. You should too. So head over to patron.podbean.com forward slash unrestrained and become a member. Finish listening to this episode. This episode really digs into some... Different things that don't necessarily veer down the political realm, but veer down the life realm. Yes. And uh, listen to what's been said, because I think it's important for you to hear what's being said. Until that next time. I want to say Happy New Year, bro. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. Here is to um, a new year and much more entertainment (laughs) that we're going to bring. Those two don't mix together, by the way. They do. They they mix beautifully. (laughs) We'll make it work. Okay, no, it's fine. Until next time, I'm Tommy. I'm Bear. And we're the Unrefined Guys. Have a great, great day, great week, and Happy New Year to you all.